let's be real here. Hello, it is I, your hostess D, and also known as the Entertainer. And if you guys would like to skip this intro, go ahead. But for those of us who are new here, go ahead and keep listening. It is I, your hostess D, like I said, and today we'll, we will be learning about either art or writing, whatever I decide to put this intro in front of. And yeah, so like always, we will be going over some of my life, some of my stories, and we'll even be going over some raw information as well. So I hope to see you all throughout the rest of this podcast. Go ahead and follow me if you'd like, and yeah, so... I will see you all in it, and on to it. Let's be real here. Hello, it is ID, also known as The Entertainer, and welcome back again today. And today, I figured we could talk about art. But, a real quick message from me, just real quick. Um, if you all would like to support me personally, um, I would love for you all to click on the link below um, in the description of this um, in the description of this podcast episode it would really help me out for you to at least click the link um so yeah so um i have some free comic templates through that link for you so go ahead and check that out if you'd like to but anyways let's get into this so today i figured we could talk about um some artist to artist tips and these are basically some tips um that i have um from my um, years doing art and everything. My brain is not working today. But, um, you know, these are just um, just a little compilation of tips and tricks that I've gotten from my many years of experience doing digital art. So, yeah, let's get into it. So, um, um, number one, utilize your brush library. Now, this is something for absolute beginners in digital art. Now, oftentimes, um, as a beginner, you know, you try to stick with only a few different brushes in your brush library. Um, For example, for uh, most of my uh, professional career doing cartoon character art and everything, I, I remember when doing cartoon character art, Sorry if I'm saying things over and over again. My brain is not with me today. But um, whenever I do cartoon character art, I us- I remember I only ever used the inking slash script brush for the outlines. And then I would just use color drop for the rest. Now, it did give me nice smooth lines, smooth curves and everything. But only using those two brushes um, made it kind of bland. And that's something that you've got to keep in mind when doing pretty much anything is that, you know, line work, yes, it's mainly a guideline for you to color things in, but it is also a part of the art. So, um, feel free to spice it up, like, afterwards. For example, what you could do is, um, in Procreate, there's this feature called an alpha lock. And basically what it does is... When you alpha lock something, let's say you alpha lock um, a circle, let's say a yellow circle, already with a black outline. Well, when you alpha lock that, you can only draw in that circle, you know, all the way up to the very edge, you can only draw, which um, is very cool for adding effects, but it's also cool 
for when you want to blend that yellow color into that black line around it. So um, you could do that. Um, there's a lot of different things that you could do with line work. Um, um, I can't quite list all of them here or think of anything else, but that's something that you can do. Um, another tip from artist to artist is to look up actual anatomy before starting any sort of project inclu that includes a, um, an animal or a person. Now, um, when I went through the course on how to draw anime characters, um, which is how I learned how to draw my people, my humans, whatever you want to say, um, when I went through that course, um, there was actually a sort of mini course inside it of how to draw anatomy. And, it basi and basically the guy showed me how, you know, um, how to draw muscles, um, how to draw a skeletal structure, um, make sure that the rib cage is the right size, pelvis, um, and all sorts of things of that nature. And it showed, and he showed me how to do all of those sorts of things. And the reason why that's important to know when drawing humans or just any type of animal or creature is because A, you have to be able to bend them in more natural positions. Um, unless you're doing like rubber hose cartoon characters, um, of course, you're gonna want to know the anatomy of what you're drawing, at least in the most basic level, like pelvis, rib cage, head slash skull, and then, you know, um, for a cat, you'd need to know like front legs, back legs, tail, and neck. I would also do neck as well simply to learn, um, you know, what is the more natural rotations of the neck and the head, and, you know, just kind of study up on the anatomy. You'd be surprised how much anatomy is, um, actually implemented and used in creating, um, creatures and such. Um, <laughs> almost makes me wish I would have paid more attention in class, <laughs> or when studying up on that. But anyway, another artist-to-artist -artist tip is that, um, blending is surprisingly difficult. Now, not saying that you can't blend things, but it is more difficult than it seems. And this applies to paper and pencil art, this applies to painting, this applies to pretty much anything. And I believe the reason why blending is such a hard thing is simply because, um, A, certain colors just don't blend well together, especially if they're on opposite sides of the color wheel. And two, blending is the art of taking two or more colors and finding the middle ground between them. Now, what I mean by that is usually when you are blending colors, you have something like a rectangle. Okay, the top of the the top of the rectangle is blue. All right, um, and the bottom is let's say let's put it at an easy to blend color with blue. So let's say purple. All right, we've got two already easy to blend colors here, so that won't be the issue. Now what you gotta figure out is you gotta figure out what goes between those two. Now. Um, 
what you can do is you can take the color that is literally in between them on the color wheel and use that to help kind to to kind of help the blending or you can try to do actual like full-on blending and what i mean by that is you take where the colors meet in the middle and you start using either a smudge tool or in some cases with like pencils pencil lead and such you can like wet your finger and try using that and you've got to try and blend them together and you've got to try and blend them together into a color that makes sense you know like um for example in the example that i've been giving you it would make sense for us to have this sort of periwinkle color in the middle between you know our blue and our purple whereas it wouldn't make sense if we had like a really really light version of our purple or like somehow ended up with a really dark version of our purple or something in the middle which is a hard balance to strike when you're blending and it's kind of hard to explain when you're only using audio but um, believe me blending is not as easy as um, TikTok or YouTube shorts or whatever you're watching makes it um, another tip from artist to artist is light now light is complicated most of the time for example I'm looking at my own lights right now and basically I I've hung up string lights around my room I think it looks pretty and we often call them fairy lights which is a fun little tidbit about me but um, basically um, these lights are they're multiple lights all strung together all in one and um, currently there is a very reflective surface underneath those lights which is very convenient for me and the thing is, is, since there's multiple points of light, multiple points of light show up on the shiny object. But, what makes this more complicated is that the wrinkles make the light kind of look bent and weird on the actual object. So, um, you know, when you're working with light and curves and, you know, circles and things like that, it can get a bit complicated simply you know due to the fact that you have to think about like where would it appear on the curve would it appear at the top of the curve or the bottom of the curve would it appear on the side um you've got to really think about it and um light is just one of those things that's like anatomy it's one of the more complicated parts of um drawing especially drawing something realistically now you could just have simple highlights and shadows and light um, that's that was never not an option but when you're drawing something more realistic you have to keep track of every single point in light of light and keep track of where it falls on shiny objects on dull objects on all sorts of things on clear objects as well because you know whereas Glass likes to pretend that it's fully clear, but sometimes you can get some of that light shine on it. Anyways, that's going to be it for me for now. I will see you all later, and goodbye.